Welcome back to Trans in Action. Today we're going to be speaking about hormones versus traditional roles that you may take on during your after your transition. Let's get it. Hey everybody, it's me. I'm back. Sorry it's been a while. Uh just got busy with, you know, life. Um but I apologize, but um today I'd like to talk about hormones and also people accepting you for who you are or not accepting you for who you are. Uh I hope everybody's doing well since I last talked. Um I just wanted to talk about the fact that from a femme to male standpoint and not being a doctor or a therapist, in my opinion, hormones do not make you male. Being on T does not make you male. It is something that, to me, can enhance it and it can make your dysphoria lessen, but it does not make you male. What makes you male is who you are, period. Even though you may have been living up to a female to this point, living as a female up until this point, I'm sorry, or if you, you know, weren't and you weren't sure or whatever the case may be, or you've been on T for years, that's not why you're male. You are male because of your scientific makeup, your brain, uh, mostly your brain not matching with your body. So the reason why I say this is because so many people rush to get on hormones when, in fact, transitioning is just that. It's transitioning. When something transitions, it doesn't happen overnight, just like you didn't realize that you were trans overnight. It's going to take time to get to where you want to be. And I know a lot of people who can't take hormones or for medical reasons or they just choose not to take hormones. You know, you may feel some type of way about those people who are on hormones because of the way that they look. But I'm just here to tell you that that is not that does not make them any more of a man than you are. Um, as well as surgeries and things like that, that you can get to lessen the dysphoria and to make you more male-like as far as looking goes. But it doesn't make you any more of a man than the next person. And I think that's just important for everybody to know because so many people rush to get on hormones. You know, they, they go to a therapist and they only go to get a letter and then they rush to get on hormones and... You know, it's a process. It's a it's a difficult process because those hormones that you're taking, they change a lot about you. For me, for instance, it changed my hair pattern. Uh, my hair became curly. My face became more broad and sharp, uh, edged. Um, I grew more hair on my legs. Um, my family's not very hairy to begin with, so it wasn't a lot of body hair. Um, I, my facial hair is just now starting to grow in. My voice deepened. I did not have a lot of acne, thank God. Um, 
my skin and my pores got bigger. Um, I actually did develop a rash on the um, testosterone CYP, which is why I'm not on that one anymore. I'm on the ENT. Uh, but they're mainly the same from what my endocrinologist said, just different ways of making them. But I'm not here to delve into different types of tea. I'm just here to talk about, you know, what actually makes you male and why hormones do not make you male. So getting back to changes with me, my feet got bigger. They grew about half a size. I grew uh, two inches now. I'm still growing. I'm not sure what that's about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm still growing and I'm 33 years old. So it's like going through a second puberty when you start on hormones. And, you know, these changes that happened to me, I did not choose them. You know, going on hormones is not, like I said in the previous podcast, picking out of a bucket on what you get to be or what you get to look like. Now, they say, and I have noticed, that you need to base things off the males in your family. If you're looking to to know if you're going to have baldness or if you're going to have a lot of body hair or things along those lines. Again, it does not make you male. You can be male and not be on hormones. You don't have to just necessarily even dress like a male. And I put that in quotes that you can't see. Um, I mean, all of these things do encompass being male as well. But I'm just, for those people that don't have access to a binder or male clothes or, you know, are living in poverty or don't have enough money to necessarily delegate towards those things, you might not necessarily be living in poverty, but... um. I just want to let you know that those things do not make you male. It's all about the inside of you, and that's it. So being trans in itself, you know, is already difficult. And like I said, transitioning does not happen overnight. It is a process. And I will tell you that if you transition and compare yourself to someone else's transition... Your transition will be so much more horrible than it would be if you just would just transition in your own time and own way. You can't compare yourself to other people. You don't know what they had to go through to get there. You don't know what they're going through currently. You don't know necessarily all the time how many years they've been on hormones. Like comparing ourselves, we we do that a lot in the trans male community compare ourselves to how other people look oh well I want to have muscles oh well I want to have a six-pack and I mean those are all things that you can strive for I'm not saying that I'm against those types of things I go to the gym you know other males that I know go to the gym but it's all up to you not all males look the same not all cis males look the same so why should all trans men look the same and to me trans men are the new generation of man. I mean, I don't put myself on the same pedestal as a cis male because I'm not a cis male. No matter what I do, hormones, surgery, whatever, I will never be a cis male, period. And that's another acceptance that you have to come to. 
is that you will never be cis male. You just won't. You have to come to the conclusion that, hey, this is me. Whatever you choose to be, I'm only speaking for, you know, trans males. Um, Whatever you choose to be, that that's you and that you are proud of who you are and what you become or what you are going to be. So you just have to live your own life and not compare it to the outside. And that's that would can be said across the board for anyone that's trying to do weight loss or trying to acquire things or go on a career path. You can't always go the same way that somebody else went. Because just because you're not going the same way that they had gone does not mean you're going the wrong way. That's a good lesson. Write that down. So, you know, you just have to live, be you. The transition is a journey and it is a forever journey. You also have to realize that once you start on hormones, that you will be on them for the rest of your life. Is that a decision that you want to make? You don't necessarily have to be on them for the rest of your life if you don't choose to be, let's say, that you wanted to stop. But for those of us who have had a hysterectomy or a oophorectomy, we have to we have to choose. Is this something that we want to do forever? Is testosterone something that we want to do forever? Otherwise, if you were to stop, then you'd have to go back on estrogen. You can't live without any hormones at all. Um So you have to choose, like, is this something that you want? Because a lot of the changes that happen on hormones are permanent. The voice deepening, the Adam's apple that you may get, the hair that grows, uh, your balding, the hairline change, all those things will never go away. So you need to decide, is this something that I want for the rest of my life? That's the decision that you have to make. That's why... And people are always like, you know, it's so hard to get on hormones. And that's why it's hard to get on hormones. Because you don't want just anyone just being like, oh, this is what I want one minute. And then the next minute, when the changes start, you don't want it or you're not mentally prepared for it. And then you try to blame or sue a doctor or blame someone else for that situation. You have to come to a place where you are at peace before you start to transition, in my opinion. I have become very comfortable within myself and who I am and who I present to be. For me, that's having shorter hair, that's wearing male clothing, that's being on hormones, that is just the way I present myself. For other people, it may be different. There's many different paths to being male, a trans male. Um, You know, I also wanted to talk about, you know, actually being male, being prepared for those changes that are going to happen when you start passing. Passing meaning that no one knows that you're trans. They just look at you and think that you're a cis male that would be passing and you don't get clocked which is 
when people can tell that you're trans. This is just simple, basic stuff I'm trying to break down. I mean, I'm sure there are other people who have vast definitions, but that's just an easy breakdown for those people that don't know what that is. Um, you have to be prepared for the responsibilities that come with being male. Society is not easy on us. You know, um, I know one of the major changes of being female is people asking me if I need help. Uh, when I lived as a female, people would always assume that I just didn't know where I was going or I was lost or I just didn't know what I wanted. A lot of things were pushed on me. When you're male, things are pushed on you, but in a different way. Like you're not asked all the time anymore if you need help. When you walk into a store, it's just, hey, what's up? If they say anything at all to you, you're forced to, and this is in my life, the changes that I've seen in my marriage and in my life, the decisions are then put on you. Like a certain situation at my job, for instance, um, they wanted us to change hours so that we could carpool together. And they kept asking me the questions when, you know, my wife could have answered the same questions. But because I am the male, I'm the head of the family, they were asking me. And I don't feel that people always do this type of stuff on purpose. I feel like it's just that's how society is and that's how we dictate things on to other people and a lot of times you know males have that ego because women a lot of times do step down they are more submissive they pretend to know less than they do know because of how society treats women so it, there's you know there's no reason you can't be feminist if you're male or just be for women's rights period there's nothing saying that that's not possible also another change is that you're expected to know everything you're the go-to person well if this is broke then you must know how to fix it because you're male or this is heavy too heavy for me to lift you must be able to lift it because you're male which for me on testosterone, I've gotten a lot stronger. I can do pull-ups. I can do push-ups now. Um, things that I couldn't do before. And you have to be careful when you get these types of roles or these roles are put upon you that you don't let it go to your head too much. And then you start living the same way that society is living, which a lot of times is wrong. Um, I mean, but for me, the male privilege, I put in quotes, is something that is nice to have, but it's also sad to me at the same time. So I've just come to accept that, you know, that's, that that's how it's going to be. That's not necessarily how I have to treat people, but that's that's how it's going to be for the rest of my life because I am a male now. I've always been male. I just wasn't living on the correct path. So that's it for today's podcast. Um, I will have more podcasts coming up about different topics. Um, 
I do have a page on Instagram called Transaction. If you'd like to follow me, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's Lyric underscore Odin. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, my name is Lyric Odin on Facebook as well. Thank you again for listening and until next time.